0: Welcome to With All My Heart, a podcast hosted by Joanna Coburnett, pastor's wife at Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. This podcast is designed to help ladies of all ages with the principles of the Word of God. In this podcast, we will explore what it means to love God with all our hearts. Through Bible lessons, we will discover how to deepen our relationship with the Lord and experience His love in a more personal way. As we journey together, let's open our hearts to the unchanging truths of God's Word.
1: Thank you so much for joining me again for another time together. And I always look forward to being with you. I especially last week so much enjoyed tuning in to get to hear Kelly. And she did a great job. And as I've said before, and I'm sure I know it came through, uh, Kelly's one that not only does she have such a good lesson or good thoughts to share with us from God's word but she's one that really lives it. And I admire Kelly so much. And so thank you for listening in. And I'm excited this year in 2024 on the last Friday of every month, we will have the opportunity to hear from one of our different um, assistant pastor's wives. I always have to say that right. I don't want to make it sound like any one assistant pastor has a lot of wives, but anyway, uh, from Kelly, Grace, and Jen, um, I'm excited that you'll have that opportunity to get to hear from them. But this week, I'm excited about getting to be with you, and I want to share something that the Lord has put on my heart, and it seems like it always works that way, where it's something that He's taught me through my personal devotions, and this was something that I saw in His Word uh, really about a week and a half ago, and I I just kept thinking about it and thinking about how it applied to me, and then I thought, well, maybe it'll be something that would be a help to someone else as well but i don't know about you but often um at the around the first of january the end of december um, it's a time of reflection and sometimes if i'm honest and we're going to talk more about this next next week i actually had written down a few notes and it was just getting way too long and i thought we'll just divide this up but we'll talk about more about you know just a new reset for the new year next next week but sometimes at the end of december Um, After Christmas, sometimes there's a little bit of letdown after all the busyness and the getting ready and watching the kids um, with the excitement of Christmas and then hoping that you've made the most of every moment. And then there's a time of introspection and looking back at 2023 and uh, the old year and all the amazing blessings that God gave. And then it's, okay, how can we improve and how can we do more? How How can we be more? And I have to tell you that during the month of December, we talked about the ladies that were found, the women that were found in the Christmas story. And I spent a lot of time myself, I love to read the uh, the Christmas story from Matthew and Luke especially, especially Luke 2, and I read it over and over again. And I'm always so amazed by Mary. And I know that she was not perfect. We do not believe that she was sinless. But as you read the story of Mary, and as you look at the life of Mary, and you look at that Christmas story, From a human perspective, she is about as a perfect of a woman, although she wasn't completely, she was not sinless at all. She's about as perfect seeming to us, to me, as a woman could be. And sometimes that can be pretty intimidating, and I have thought, I remember as a little girl, and you heard me mention it, that our our uh, church would have a Christmas play, and it was always a great honor to be chosen to be Mary, because that that was uh, just was an example of someone that had a wonderful reputation, and someone who was so godly, and spiritual, and pure, and I was never chosen to be that, which is okay, but it was always just a very a high goal, you know, to think, I, could I have been the mother of Christ? And no, I could not have been the mother of Christ. But Mary seems so perfect. But as I studied through the genealogy of Christ, the Lord encouraged my heart when I realized that there are four women that are mentioned in the lineage of Jesus Christ. And I know there were more than that. There had to been. Through the generations, there were more than four women in the, in the generations in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. But I don't think it is a mistake. I don't think it's an accident that the four women that God mentioned in His genealogy, in His family tree, you think about for you or me, if we were going to say, I'm going to name off four ancestors that I'm especially proud of, and I'm going to call them by name, God did that in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And as I read through and they stood out to me and I had to read it closely and I had to do a little digging, I was amazed and I thought, Lord, why those four? And I have to say, because I saw myself. I can't always see myself in the perfection, seemingly perfection of Mary, but I saw myself in the brokenness, and some people would say even the badness. I don't even know if that's a word, but what some people would call bad women. Women that had sin in their life, but yet they're in the lineage, they're in the family tree of Jesus Christ. They're in the genealogy. So let's, we're in the book of Matthew and chapter one, and we're gonna read verses one to six. And then I'm gonna to talk to you about these four women. And I wanna challenge you to see, do you see yourself in them? I know I've seen myself in every single one of these women. But God is going to give us the strength to allow us to rise up so our lives can be used. So we can have purpose, even in the midst of our brokenness, even sometimes in the midst of our badness that we can overcome that and be used by Him. But in Matthew 1, in verse number 1, it says, The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham beget Isaac, and Isaac beget Jacob, and Jacob beget Judas and his brethren. And Judas beget Pharaohs and Zerah of Tamar. There's the first one, Tamar. And Pharaohs beget Ezra, and Ezra beget Aram. And Aram beget Amminadab, and Aminadab beget Nason, and Nason beget Salmon. And Salmon beget Boaz of Rehkab. That's another word, another name for Rahab of Jericho. And Boaz beget Obed of Ruth. And Obed beget Jesse. And Jesse beget David the king. And David the king beget Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias. And we know the wife of Urias with Bathsheba. And I have to say that whenever I read through that the first time, I went back and I read through again and again and again. And I thought, really, Lord, you put Ruth in there? Okay, I'll take Ruth. Well, Ruth was a sweet girl. We'll talk about her in a minute. But then you put Bathsheba and you put Tamar and you put Rahab. And every single one of those, as I started the new year, and sometimes a time of reflection is not a bad thing. We can look at God's goodness and how he gave us strength, but sometimes too much of it and we start to condemn, our, condemn ourselves, or at least I know I do. And I start to say, Lord, how can I ever change this old habit or how can I ever improve here? And the truth is I can't, but I know that I can do all things through him. And God used the example, this story here in the lineage of Christ of these four women, of how he used them in spite of their brokenness, in spite of their badness, how he used them to bring him glory. And so I see first, I'm going to talk about Ruth, and I see that Ruth was a Moabitess. And to me, that represents where we are from. You know, I've talked to ladies before, and they'll say, well, the Lord could never use me because of where I came from or of my family of origin. And you should have known my family and the way I was brought up or the way I wasn't brought up, and the Lord could never use me. But I love to see how that God used Ruth, a little Moabitess. She was from the country of Moab. Her people were the enemy of God. And yet God put her smack dab. She was a little nobody. And God put her smack dab in the middle of his family tree. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what your family of origin is like. God can use you just like he did Ruth. And then I see Bathsheba. And to me, that represents somebody that has been taken advantage of. God doesn't clearly say that Bathsheba was not in the wrong, but I do see that, ba- that King David, he was the king. King David was not where he was supposed to be. Whenever it says there was a time that kings go forth to battle, and King David was not where he was supposed to be. King David was the one that sent for Bathsheba to come to start a relationship with him. King David was the one that orchestrated the murder of her wife, of her husband, Urias, And King David was the one that God sent his prophet to, to point his finger in his face and say, thou art the one. And so when I read the story of Bathsheba, I see a woman that was taken advantage of. I see a woman that was a victim. But you know, as you read through the book and you read through about Bathsheba, you see later that she later on was the mother of King Solomon. You see how that she was used at a very pivotal time when David was on his deathbed. And when it was a question, there was someone else going to try to take over as king. And God used Bathsheba to come in to preserve the kingdom for King Solomon, as had been promised. You see throughout the book of Proverbs, when King Solomon talks about the words of his mother that were taught to him. And that Bathsheba had a lasting impact on Solomon's life. And I see that Bathsheba took a position, took something a wrong that was done to her, when she was taken advantage of. And that began to present an opportunity that she was used greatly, that she did not stay a victim. I think often, I remember a lady that I know, and she's a good friend of mine, she lives in California, and her story is one of abuse of all forms. And she, her body to this day, bears scars that her mother put on her. She endured other abuse at the hands of other people. And yet this lady has one of the sweetest, strongest spirits that I know. Her husband is a pastor. Her children are in Bible college, and getting married, and going off into the ministry. And I'm always so inspired by her story because I think there's a woman that did not stay a victim, but she overcame, and she became strong. And so when I see Bathsheba, I see someone who had wrong done to her. And I think no matter what's done to us, we don't have to stay victims. We can overcome, and God included Bathsheba in his genealogy. And then I see Tamar. And you know, I think for Tamar, I think this might have been, her story might have been one of the hardest ones that we have to deal with. Because Tamar, if you know the story, Tamar's husband had died. And according to the Old Testament tradition, she wanted her family line to continue, but there was no husband for her. And the Bible tells about how that she dressed herself like a harlot, and she seduced her own father-in-law. Can you even imagine that? And out of that union, there were born twins. I can't imagine what it was like for Tamar after that to look in the mirror and to think about what she had done. And when I think about Tamar, I, that represents the things that we have done. That sometime, have you ever looked in the mirror and you think, I can't even stand to look at myself. God, how could you possibly love me? But when we see the story of Tamar and we see how that God took one of her offspring and He put him in the genealogy and then He mentioned Tamar by name, I think that's such a great example of God's redeeming grace and how that He can take our brokenness and our badness and that He will save us and He will wash our sins away and He will use us for His glory. And so, Tamar represents to me what we've done. I don't care what you've done. There is no sin that is too great that God cannot forgive you. And I'm so thankful because I've needed that forgiveness over and over in my life. And then I see Rahab. I see that Rahab was known as the Harlot Rahab. That's how the Bible describes her. When the spies went into Jericho they, were, they took uh, refuge in the house of the harlot Jericho. And you know, we live in a small town too, and if I could tell you the number of times of like, well, everybody in town thinks this of me, or everybody in town knows this of me. I love our small town. But you know, in small towns you get a reputation, and people know you. I know what it's like to be walking into a store and somebody greet me by name and ask me by the name of my children, and I don't even recognize the person. But in a small town, everybody knows everybody. And, you know, I think for Rahab, she was known in Jericho as a harlot. But God took who she was, and he used her to preserve her family. He used her to uh, as a story of courage. And God included her not only in the genealogy of Christ, he included her in the Hall of Faith chapter. And I see how that, yes, Rahab had a reputation as a harlot in Jericho, but God gave her a new reputation. He gave her a reputation of strength and of faith. And I see that it represents, to me, Rahab represents who we are. And sometimes there's times that we look and we say, I don't like who I am anymore. And when it's like that, we just need to give it to the Lord and He will change who we are. And He will give us a new reputation. I want to remind you that the Lord's family tree is not yet full. Yes, this is the genealogy before the birth of Christ. But isn't it wonderful that He wants all of us to be His children? And you know, there are sometimes some pretty rotten fruit hanging off of his tree. I know I am that rotten fruit, but I'm so glad that there is no spot dark enough. There is no bruise great enough that he cannot heal, and he cannot make new. And I don't know where you're at today. If you're like Ruth, and maybe you feel like God cannot use you because of where you came from, remember that God delights in using the least qualified. If it's something that's been done to you, and if you find yourself Feeling like that you will always be a victim and that you will always be defined by what's been done to you. Remember that the greatest wrong that's been done to you could just, in fact, have the greatest opportunity. Give it to the Lord and ask Him for the strength to help you to rise up. And remember Bathsheba. Remember if it's something you've done and you can't hardly stand to look at yourself in the the mirror. Remember Tamar and how God took her, and He took her son, and He put him in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, and God can take our sins, and He can heal us. Ask the Lord for forgiveness, and go on and sin no more. And then if it is who you are known to be, remember Rahab, and how God can take us, and He can give us a brand new reputation. He can change us. All He wants is faith. And so I challenge you today by these women, if you get a little bit intimidated by the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus, as I did, and you think I could never be a Mary, I guarantee it, we could be a Bathsheba, or a Rahab, or a Ruth, or a Tamar. And I see myself reflected in all of those women's lives, and I want to challenge you today that God can use you. He will use you to serve Him. And if you are one that you have felt like that you are too bad, I was like that, but you are too bad for the Lord to save. Remember, He will. And His grace is there. His salvation is there, extended for all of us today. If I can ever do anything for you, please message me. Please reach out. And I enjoy so much these times of being with you, but I want it to be more than just encouraging time. I want God's Word to change our lives and our hearts. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to being with you again next week.
0: Thank you for listening to With All My Heart, a ladies devotional podcast with Joanna Coburnett. We hope that you have been encouraged and challenged to deepen your love for Christ and be more like Him today. God loves us, and we should love Him in return. Until next time, keep seeking Him with all your heart.